We are joined by our PGA insider, the great Chris Exution, and he's on the Dr. Glatt Regrow Your Hairline. Dr. Paul Glatt's Philadelphia's leading hair restoration doctor. Check him out online, drglatt.com. Chris Exution can be found on all things socials at Chris E. Bomb. That's a mandatory follow for all you PGA Tour players out there. Chris E. Bomb and at OTT Matchups. Chris, I saw your rise and I saw a lot of people continue to follow you. And uh, gee, everybody loves a winner these days. First of all, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Weather's getting good. Going to be playing a little golf on Sunday. It's supposed to get nice now. March Madness is coming along. Uh, it's an amazing time. Cannot complain. It is March Madness. You're right about that. Now, I know you dabble in all sports, so definitely want to pick your brain on some college basketball before you get out of here. But let's go ahead and open it up. First of all, let's revisit last weekend. Justin Thomas. Not so much out of nowhere, but when Bryson DeChambeau and Lee Westwood are tweeting back and forth at each other like, okay, it's the rematch. I just assumed that one of those two were going to win it. Wasn't the case. Major payday for JT. I think $15 million, largest purse on the PGA Tour. And uh, I think you and I, we, whenever his name gets brought up every Wednesday, we always say the same thing. You can always bet Justin Thomas. Always. There's not a time that we were like, nah, I'm going to fade him. But it's just when you get your bang for your buck, is he the right play? Last weekend, obviously, he was. But your thoughts on the tournament as a whole is what? Uh, it was fantastic. No shock again. The PGA Tour was fantastic once again. Uh, unbelievable season. A lot of drama. A lot of good golf. Uh, tough golf courses throughout the season, especially this one. People were, again, eating alive on 17 more than I thought, honestly. Uh, just very difficult course. Uh, I've always talked about it with you. I think JT is the best pound-for-pound golfer on tour based on all stats across the board. We know that Dustin Johnson, uh, when he's at the top of his game, he is the best. No one can beat him, but he doesn't always bring that game all the time. But JT, uh, he got out of that little bit of a slump he was in. I mean, it was a slump for JT, not for most golfers, of course. But uh, he had a lot of things going on with his grandfather and Tiger and everything else. Uh, This course was made for him. Uh, He's a ball-striking machine. He had crazy numbers for a stroke game tee to green. His putting still wasn't even that amazing. Uh, it was okay, a little bit better, but I think I believe the last round he was still in the negatives, if I recall, and he still won the tournament just because he just stuck the ball wherever he wanted at that point. So he didn't really need to putt that well. But uh, JT, uh, rising and firing, if you will, and uh, was able to lock it up and uh, it continued to add on to his uh, – his story pretty much winning a bunch of big tournaments, uh, solidifying himself. So uh, great stuff to see. As far as that course is concerned, it seemed like they, everybody was getting eaten up pretty much all throughout the course of the four days of uh, playing. And then Rory, not the best uh, tournament for him. Uh, but uh, I did see a funny video where they were sitting around, and I think there was three golfers at one table that were, I believe, 29 over after two rounds, and they were having some fun with each other. But that was a difficult uh, track last week. Um, and did, you, did it play out like you expected, though, at the TPC? Yeah, it did. I knew it was going to be a difficult course. You need to be precise with your irons. Uh, hitting fairways is big. That rough was really hard. And these Florida courses are really tough with the water around. So you can't take too many chances off the tee as much. And I remember I saw that video as well. It was Ian Poulter. He was putting the video out, and Terrell Hatton was on there. I can't stand Terrell Hatton because I'm always on the wrong end of him constantly. So I wasn't too upset with him not playing well. But, uh, yeah, they're all, they all shot like plus 29 together. So that was pretty outrageous. But, uh, yeah, it, it lived up to the hype. Very difficult course. The players is no joke. And 
uh, you know what? At the Honda Classic here, PJ National is going to be even harder. I feel like this is one of the toughest courses on tour period, and that's why a lot of guys. Uh, well, how it's set up this year is that it's before the uh, before the WGC Dell, but usually it's in the beginning, so a lot of guys will play it. But since it's in that gap this year, a lot of guys decide not to take this course on. All right. Well, this is going to be an interesting spot, as I said, because of the bear trap. And uh, I know that this one always gets a ton of golfers. Again, playing in Florida, there's always water involved. Fifteen holes have to deal with the hazard. So uh, something to keep an eye on. We say it every week. You better be hitting them straight. Most of the time they do in the PGA Tour. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see who Chris likes this week. Once again, Chris Ebom is where you can find him on socials. Mandatory follow, as always, on all things PGA Tour. All right, first things first, let's go ahead and talk about this uh, this top five on DraftKings Sportsbook. And I want to open up with Daniel Berger because there is some news that maybe he's a little roughed up right now, might not be a go this weekend. What's the latest? Uh, from what I heard right now, he has a rib injury that I've been hearing about for the whole week. I wasn't sure if he was going to uh, step out for this competition, but something did just come out recently that it looks like he is going to withdraw his name from the field, um, it kind of makes sense because if he's going to play something, he's probably going to play the WGC next week. And if he's hurting, I think the week will be good for him to take off. You know, the purse is pretty nice for this still. I mean, first place still gets a good amount of money still here. But uh, as far as I know, he's still there on the boards, but I would not put any money on him right now. Originally, I did like to put a little bit on him, and I'm not usually a big chalk guy. But uh, for what the field was, I thought he fit the course pretty nice. But with this injury, he's I'm out on him. All right. I go to a lot of websites to do a lot of research to get ready for whatever day of the week it is. And, of course, knowing that we're talking PGA Tour today, I did uh, – go to a couple different uh, golf websites, and they're all pitching this guy's name. I'll tell you right now, I was surprised to see Joaquin Neiman as the second odds-on favorite on DraftKings Sportsbook. What am I missing there? Let, let me ask you that. When it comes to Joaquin Neiman, pretty darn good golfer in your opinion? Uh, yeah, absolutely. He's a guy that can uh, run up the score with his birdies and everything. Very streaky. He's played real well this year. He's been in contention a few times. Uh, he was in that playoff against English, uh, uh, Harris English at the beginning of the season. I believe that was the Sony Open. And uh, something about him, he hits the ball really low, which could be really beneficial at this course because the wind can get pretty high around these Florida golf, uh, Florida golf courses for the most part. And uh, the, honestly, the field isn't really that star-studded, so you got to like work your way down the line at this point. And his name pops up, and he's a guy that's young, up-and-coming, and Rightfully so, he's near the top of the leaderboard. Uh, as far as uh, Sanjay M, he won last year, past winner 2020. Go figure, Justin Thomas won back in 2018. Uh, Keith Mitchell won back in 2019. I'm not too familiar with Keith Mitchell, uh, but he beat uh, Ricky Fowler. Anyway, Sanjay M won last year at 6-under. Uh, 2019 was 9-under. 2018 when JT won was 8-under, so not the highest of scores, or the lowest of scores, excuse me. Uh, but when it comes to Sanjay M being able to get it done back to back years your opinion on that one chris is what is no uh, i don't think he's going to get it done this year uh simply his ball striking approach shots have not been what they've typically been for some jm he's been really faltering with that for the most part his putting has been really good actually shockingly enough that's been staying pretty consistent but uh you got to be a good ball striker here excellent on the strokes gain approach and he hasn't really shown that of late. Will we turn it on for this tournament? I'm not too sure. I could see a little bit more 
progression in his way, speaking of a strokes gain approach. But right now, uh, I'm going to stay away from him. I'm not going to let the, uh, you know, him last year winning just have me put a bet on him. All right. Well, when I look at a guy like Adam Scott, who was all over 17 uh, last week, that nobody played that hole better than Adam Scott. Uh, he's at 22 to 1. So uh, as far as what you were able to see from Adam Scott last week, having some success, your thoughts on him this weekend? I mean, he's a pretty he's pretty good on the approach shots and not a bad putter. Uh, his odds are a little bit higher than I thought it was going to be for this tournament. I thought he would have been a little bit lower. But uh, he's a guy I'm personally just not going to target this week. All right, and then rounding out the top five, it's hard to imagine somebody competing three straight weeks like Lee Westwood is is, is being discussed right now. Uh, obviously, the past two, he's been right there. We just brought it up where he was in the final pairing with uh, Bryson DeChambeau at the TPC. Here we are. He's rounding out the top five on DraftKings Sportsbook. 25-1 to 1 to get the job done, Lee Westwood. Uh, last week, I was I was wrong on him as far as him doing anything. I, w- I overlooked him last week, and then once again, in a very tough uh, field and tough course where you need to be precise and everything, Lee, West, uh, Lee Westwood once again is near the top. I mean, he ran into two juggernauts. He ran into a really hot JT and Bryson DeChambeau that could just take advantage of a really long course. Now Lee Westwood is in a small, in a lesser of a field, if you will. Still a very tough course. Uh, he's had real good experience here last uh, last year. I believe he finished fourth here at the Honda Classic, so he is he likes the area real well. I believe he has a house around here as well, so he feels very comfortable. And honestly, he's been one of the best grinders last two events. He's personally, it's kind of an unpopular opinion, but he's actually my favorite to win this. Really? Yeah, I just uh, if he, if he was able to grind out for that last tournament as well. I don't know. I don't really see him not being able to do it one more time here. I know he's at a guts right now with his son playing a couple rounds for fun. I just think he's in a good state of mind, and I think that's really important when you're playing golf. Um, he, everything's just clicking with him properly. I think he knows how to take care of his body. I mean, I'm not a 47-year-old man, but <laughs> there's times where I hurt as well. But I, I feel like he knows what to do with his body at this point, and he's feeling good. He's got his fiance on the bag. I just think everything's going real well with him, and I think he's going to get an extra comfortability at this course. And I, honestly, he's my favorite to win. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. We uh, did see the fiance on the bag, and I was actually at a party with some people, and it sparked up the conversation of whether sure. or not you would want your significant other on the bag for you. And I just said, you know what? Like to each their own. Whatever works. And obviously, they're in a great relationship. Relationship, great state of mind, as you said, on the course and, of course, off the course. So, uh, me personally, don't no, my wife would not carry the bag for me. Uh, but to each, <laughs> to each their own. Uh, we're talk- yeah, we're talking. I don't have to agree with you on that one. I mean, uh, but you know what? They're in the honeymoon stage, and as you know, ah, the honeymoon stage. Yeah, the honeymoon stage is like everything is gravy. Yeah, you know, so they're at that honeymoon stage. What will happen later on? I don't know, but the honeymoon stage is always fantastic. Yeah. I mean, look, during the honeymoon stage, she can give him a bad read on a putt, and it's not a big deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I know. What are you going to tell your wife? Like, what are you talking about? Yep. That's going to go real well after the tournament, so we'll see. All right. Chris Ebaum on socials. Chris Exus, always a pleasure connecting with him, talking all things PGA Tour. All right, let's go to it, baby. We hit on the top five. Give me some golfers you think will be in a conversation come Sunday. Uh, Brandon 
field. He's another guy I think is going to be in the conversation. He's at 45 to one last time I checked. Uh, he also had really good finish here before. He's also had uh, two uh, 14th finishes here as well. He's very. He had a very good showing at the API with an 18th, which is uh, was a tough course. He has a good combination of strokes gain off the tee and approach, and he's fifth in the field in strokes gain tee to green, which is pretty much you know the culmination of what you're doing. He's fourth in scrambling, which could be important here because if the winds are picking up, you're going to need to be able to scramble here. And he's 11th in eagle average as well, so he can. Get those eagles when they come by. So uh, Brendan Steele is definitely a guy I'm looking at. Okay. Any other golfers you're looking at as far as conversation on Sunday? Uh, you know what? I'm looking at a couple of top 20 guys. I'm looking at Tom Hoagie. Uh, a lot of people may not know who he is, but he's known for his ball striking and approach shots. I really like what I saw out of him from the players, finishing 22nd. Very difficult course. Uh, he was pretty much in the positives with strokes game approach, putting, tee to green that week. I think that says a lot. He's playing in a lesser field. I expect him to keep that momentum and to break through the top 20 this go around. And uh, you brought him up before, Joaquin Neiman. Uh, I locked him in at plus 138 for top 20. I don't know what it currently is now. It's probably not that anymore with all the news going on. But he's a birdie-making machine. Uh, he's one of the top young stars coming up. He was able to uh, make a top 20 in this spot. He finished 29th of the players. Uh, I feel like it's important that uh, his percentage is 70, a little over 70% on his GIRs, which you need to give your chance to that at the, you know, at this course. These, the greens aren't crazy here. And he's in the top half of scrambling, also important, uh, fifth in birdie average in the field. And he's very strong off the tee as well. He can drive it pretty far accurate. And uh, he's just a guy that I feel like can make a little bit of noise here. Could he win it? Possibly. But uh, I think he'll definitely be in contention. And that's H-O-G-E, correct? Yeah, H-O, yeah. H-O-G-E, Tom Hoagie. Yeah, 90-1 yeah. right now, and he's obviously sponsored by Wawa. I kid. Chris Exusian, let's keep it rolling here, and let's get to what everybody's waiting for. Uh, of course, leader after one. Let's hit it. Um, this looks like a pretty big payout for a lot of golfers here. Uh, look, this is the, definitely the bang for your buck, uh, every single tournament that we discuss on Wednesday. But even Daniel Berger, obviously we touched on him already, so not the best guy to bring up, but Sunjay M, 28 to 1 to be leader after one. I would never, you know, talk about taking somebody top five at this spot, but your thoughts, golfer, leader after one. Where are we going? I got four guys I'm looking at. The odds are all over the place. I feel like we can take advantage at a, a course that has lesser field where I've been watching these players and seeing what they've been doing, and I'm getting the info how they've gone here on first round. The first guy I'm going to go to is Shane Lowry, 45 to 1. He's coming off a big performance off the players. Pretty quiet. He finished eighth. Uh, I had to look over it again. I couldn't believe he finished eighth. In the first round alone, uh, he scored 5.81 strokes game total for the round. And he's also had success at the Honda Classic in first rounds as well. As well, The last four years of the Honda, he played two first rounds, and he had real good performances there. So a guy that's starting to gain some steam in the outright betting market, Shane Lowry, I like him to get hot, continuing, continuing from Sunday at 45-1. to 1. I'm also looking at Zach Johnson at 60-1. Third highest strokes game total in the field based on first-round play. Last four years of the Honda Classic, he played three of those first rounds out of four. And he had a little over four uh, strokes gained tee to green at a very difficult course. He's a grinder. You know, he's been putting real well. He's in the positives in the last of his 12 rounds, 11 of his last 12 rounds. So I like him there at 60 to 1. Uh, Jonathan Vegas, 
Now, he has the best strokes gained numbers based on playing the last four rounds, first rounds at the Honda Classic. He's one of the top guys in birdie average in the entire field. He's ranked sixth. Uh, I'll take a chance with a guy with experience in birdie making for 80 to 1 there. And finally, I'm going to go back to the well. He's a ball striker. He's been real quiet. I'm going to get a bucket hat if he hits this. 101, Pierre Malnati. He's the guy I like to go to for first rounds. He's always lurking around there. He's been a little sluggish of late, but you know what? In a lesser field, I'm still getting him at 101. I really like him. Um, it's a wire down field. He's second in the field in par four, birdieing or better in the field percentage wise. And uh, yeah, he's a guy that can go low in the first round. And if he's in his irons like he can possibly do it, I feel like it's an automatic play at 101. Excellent. All right, a couple golfers right there to keep your eye on for leader after one. And of course, ending in the conversation on Sunday. Uh, finally, you already gave us a peek into your top 20 window. We are getting a little bit more requests for some top 20 golfers out there. Is there another golfer or two that we didn't discuss here that you think could possibly have a successful tournament this weekend? You know what? He's an old horse, but you know what? He's one of my favorites. He's, he's an Arizona Wildcat like myself, Jim Furyk. Mm. Uh, I have the top 30 for 2-1 to one money. You might be able to even get better than that at some other books. Uh, he's taking a break from the Champions Tour. He's been tearing up that, that the old man's tour there pretty much. He, I think he's won two of them already this season. Uh, he's only played two PGA events this year. He finished 21st at AT&T, and he finished 26th at the Genesis. Pretty sneaky good. He's number one, number one in fairway hits, which is going to be very important this course because you don't want to be in that rough. Um, and he goes to this course, and he, he had a ninth here before, so he's very familiar with it. He's a solid ball striker, a grinder, and I really like Jim Fury. He's a very sneaky play. I mean, if you want to sprinkle him for top 20, I think that's great. I'm playing for top 30. I'm not even talking myself into top 20 with him because I just feel like he's a guy that no one's going to really look at that much because he hasn't played a whole lot on the PGA Tour because he's been in the Champions Tour. Uh, Jim Furyk, I love him here. All right, Jimmy Furyk and that smooth slash ugly swing. Uh, I like it. I like it. Uh, Jim Furyk there. Okay, so that is the Honda Classic. Chris Exusian, be sure to give him a follow at Chris E. Bomb. Not going to take up too much more time here, Chris, uh, but I would love to know your thoughts as far as March Madness is concerned. I know you dabble in everything. You talked about playing in the DraftKings Survivor Pool for college hoops, uh, but March Madness and your breakdowns, what have you come across? What are we looking at as far as maybe a team or two that people aren't really discussing too much right now? teams right now. Uh, I'm looking at uh, Florida State. I'm kind of liking them getting to the final four. Uh, I try to make more of a contrarian bracket because I'm just pretty much going for the home run swing for the most part. Uh, I'm pretty much taking Baylor to win it all. I feel like a lot of people are taking the Zags for the most part, and rightfully so. They're, you know, they're fantastic. Haven't lost a game yet, but to kind of like give yourself a chance at the bracket, I like Baylor there. I also like Rutgers to win outright against Clemson. I think that's a very good spot, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, USC went to the Elite Eight. I feel like they have a pretty good road there as well. Ooh, USC with Mobley, dude's a stud. Uh, mm-hmm. You're right. I actually did an event yesterday with Joe Lenardi. He brought up USC. He asked me what oh, USC's numbers go. were. I think they were 50-1 to 1 to win it all, and I said, that's a pretty good long shot right there. So, um, you know, both of us had Gonzaga cutting down the nets, though, just so you know. Sure. Rightfully so, but I'm also in that survivor as well. So I, I'm taking two teams. Uh, I'm picking a team Friday and Saturday. That's how it goes for DraftKings. I'm going to take West Virginia on Friday to win against Morehead State. They just they just have 
just they outmatch him in every aspect. I mean, they don't. The Morehead State turns over the ball a lot, and West Virginia really doesn't, and it goes vice versa both ways. And I'm going to take Michigan. I know it's kind of chalky, but you know what? I'm not real high on Michigan uh, for the tournament. So if I can get them out of the way and kind of hedge that way, I'm going to take Michigan to get out of the first round. Interesting. Okay. Well, definitely got my eyes on the bracket. How about first four? Anything as far as first four tomorrow? You got to play on any of those games? Uh, not yeah, the biggest think- names at 510. We got Mount Sam Mary's and Texas Southern. That's a pick em. Drake, Wichita State. That's uh, Wichita State's favored by a point. 840 App State and Norfolk State. That's three point spread in favor of App. And then the 957 game, 10 p.m. game, Michigan State and UCLA. Joe Tanzi loves Michigan State. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of, I'm with him right there with Michigan State. I think I think that's a good spot for him. You can't go wrong with Izzo. Uh, Mount St. Mary's uh, kind of has a special place in my heart. Uh, in high school, I, I played an all-star game at Mount St. Mary's, so I, I played on their court. And uh, yeah, it, I'm, I'm kind of just pulling for them, just you know, just because I had some past history playing the game there. But uh, I'm looking at Michigan State pretty much. I'm I'm right there with Tansy. He's been the guy that's been all over college basketball for the most part. And if I get going with him. If I like a game with him, then I think that's a good sign. So we're on the good side, yep. There. Nice. Yeah, we're on the right side. All right, Chris. Well, you've been putting us on the right side of things more times than not when it comes to the PGA Tour. Let's have ourselves a great tournament this weekend. Uh, getting ready for Masters, man. I can hear those birds chirping in the background right around the corner. Uh, but it's exciting time, obviously, in the sports betting world. Once again, Chris Exution at Chris E. Bomb, and, of course, over at OTT Matchups on all things socials. Fantastic job, Chris. Good luck on all your plays and we'll catch up next week, man.